This is Planet 76, your source for all things Philadelphia 76ers. We've got another great episode coming your way today, and we're clear for takeoff. Let's go. Philadelphia 76ers fans, Planet 76 fans, Philadelphia sports fans in general, James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. Mike, how are we feeling, bro? Dude, what a glorious day. What an absolutely psychotic day. But in the good sense. You want, you know, sometimes crazy isn't good, but sometimes crazy, sometimes a little bit of crazy can be good. And today, I think I think I think that's the case today, for sure. I think that's the case. I just I have to say it again. James Harden is a sixer. He's a sixer. Never thought I'd be muttering those words, ever. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, uh, hey, if this is your first time joining us, you are in for a treat on this episode. This is episode 39 of Planet 76 Podcast. Uh, We are a Philadelphia 76ers podcast uh, that records episodes on a weekly basis. Um, And uh, it's a good one today. We're going to be talking about yours truly, James Harden, as the Sixers acquired him today. We're recording February 10th. Uh, about 10.30 p.m., so seven and a half hours after the deadline and about nine hours into James Harden, or eight hours, nine hours into James Harden being a 76er. Um, so the deal itself is that the Sixers got James Harden and Paul Millsap, 37-year-old Paul Millsap. Uh, the Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Um I don't even know. What's your, what's your just initial – what was your initial reaction? So you see the news breaks. Obviously, it goes to, okay, it's Ben Simmons and. Ben Simmons and. Who do we give up? What's your initial reaction when it was those two pieces? My initial reaction was honestly kind of like, okay, this is, this is okay. I read Simmons. I read Curry. I expected to see Thibault. Um, again, a name that a lot of us probably, again, expected to see be dealt for Harden, but thankfully not. And, um, you know, it was Drummond. And, and I'm thinking, my, it's funny because I actually remember where I was thinking, I was thinking, wow, they really took Drummond, huh? Really, That's really interesting that they took Drummond as opposed to, like, Thibault or something. And, my, and then after that, I went on Instagram Live for, like, a half hour. And I was just pondering. I was like... <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just thinking, I was like, I actually cannot believe, like, and I keep telling people this when I'm talking to, like, my friends and stuff, I'm like, even, I'm like, I'm thinking about it, and, you know, I'm in deep thought about it, and it doesn't, it doesn't even seem real, like, it, yeah. it does not seem real at all, because I think, because this morning, when things were like, okay, it doesn't seem like there even has been much conversation between right. Marks and Maury. And then 1.30 p.m. Eastern sh- time. I I think, was it Shams? I think Shams, I think Shams First, won. yes. I think Shams won this one. He won this round. Yep. Shams, Charania, <laughs> 1.30 p.m. The 76ers are acquiring James Harden. Bro. Wow. Incredible. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my initial reaction, I remember, you know, we, you and I were messaging back and forth yesterday and, you know, I was in the camp that like I cannot stay off Twitter. I cannot stop looking 
and and not because like I, it's certainly not because I believe everything I read or anything yeah. like that. It was just because it was just, fun and like yeah, it's a very seeing fun. people with three followers say <laughs> you know James Harden to the Sixers for. You know, Ben Simmons in a bag of chips, like stuff like that, is just hilarious. Every verified account on Twitter, right? Oh my gosh, James Harden, James Harden, James Harden. Yep, that. So yeah, there's either verified accounts who say stuff, and you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, they're like, trust me, you'll see this in a couple hours when the trade breaks. There's a lot of those. There was a lot of um, people with Woj's like profile picture, <laughs> you know, with three followers tweeting in the exact same like terminology that Woj would use and every time you look and you check the username if it matches and it never did and you're like well well that's not true um but yeah I had on my I had on my post notifications for Woj and Shams and Shams broke it first and my jaw just dropped like because I was starting to get a little doubtful I mean I again I was tracking it all morning I didn't get a whole lot done at work today um I was tracking it all day and one o'clock rolled around. I'm like, okay, there's two hours. There doesn't seem to be a lot of traction, and then kind of just boom. Um, pretty exciting day to be a Sixers fan. No, I mean, what a day! Extremely. James Harden is a 76er. So, extremely. Let's talk about even like how this came about because we've been talking about here on Planet 76. Ben Simmons being moved and what that's going to look like for literally months. And James Harden was never one that we really talked about, obviously. And last week's trendy topic was Bradley Beal, who was just ruled out for the season now. And like, Mm -hmm. then James Harden out of nowhere. What, to you, what kind of things had to align and work for this? The stars had to align in a sense, and they did. What stars did align for this to happen, if that makes sense? Well, I mean, for starters, I think it all comes down to Harden. Again, Woj reporting this morning that Harden apparently wanted a trade. He just wasn't sure about actually requesting a trade. I think, I mean, again, I don't know. I just pull, I, I really am grasping right. for straws. This is just what I've kind of pieced together. But in that sense, I, I really think it all came down to Harden apparently wanting out and maybe Sean Marks GM of the Nets said hey you know okay he really thought about it and I I would have to assume he's thought about it initially already but even before today because there there would have had to have been some sort of looming kind of thought thinking hey maybe Harden leaves in free agency we get nothing for him I mean that's that's if I was a GM there you know, that's probably what I'd be thinking of as well. So I'd have to assume that he felt that he was at least considering it. And with that being said, I think I think the combination of those two things, and obviously Daryl Morey wanting Harden for the longest time, literally a year. Right. I think um I think I think the combination of those three is really what brought us to this point. And right. whether or not Morey had his hands in it you know, since he since he got to Brooklyn, he probably did somehow because again he did trade for Harden back in Houston, so they clearly have a relationship. He's been he was right. with Harden for seven years, eight years before Harden got traded. I'm sorry, before Maury, I believe he did he step down or was he fired? Or did That's he just? Question, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, okay, before before Maury left Houston is what I'll say. So they clearly have a relationship, and I, again, I would have to assume 
that Maury has had his hands in the pot for for a right. long time. If not a year, then very then it's still a very long time. Yeah. Well said. I mean, again, the stars aligned. I was thinking about because I knew I was going to ask you a similar question to that. You know, about 20 minutes ago, I was like, I'm going to ask Mike that and get his take. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my mind immediately went like bigger, bigger picture. And then like even just in the tiniest of details is I don't know why my mind went here, but it did. But think about the fact that Brooklyn Nets are on what a seven or eight game losing streak right now. Um, There's obviously tension in the locker room. Kevin Durant isn't playing. Kyrie Irving is a part-time player. So the fact that, like, my mind said, okay, Kyrie Irving not being vaccinated maybe played into th- Like, little yeah. things like that. The fact that the Sixers are without an all-star player, a defensive first-team member, and they're without him, and they're two games back of the Eastern Conference, first place in the Eastern Conference. They're 10 games above 500. You know, to me, I don't, I don't see this thing happening – I don't see Ben Simmons being shipped anywhere if the Sixers are hovering around 500. So I think a lot of it has to do with where the Sixers are at, how amazingly Joel has performed this season, and you know, to Daryl's credit, uh, he, we're going to talk about him quite a bit today. To his credit, oh he gosh. waited, he waited, he waited. He got the guy he wanted, despite all of these rumors that like. People were rushing to get Ben Simmons out of here for Malcolm Brogdon, for Buddy Heald, and a couple other guys. And like, and you and I said it. We said that Daryl Morey is waiting for his move of Ben Simmons to be the move that makes us a contender. And Malcolm Brogdon wasn't that. Buddy mm-hmm. Heald wasn't that. De'Aaron Fox wasn't that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so shout out to Daryl Morey. But there's just so many things that had to go the way that they did for this thing to happen. And again, that points again to the fact that James Harden wasn't on our radar. I don't recall the first day I really thought, okay, this could happen. Like, we could actually get James Harden. I don't remember the first day I thought that. Um, But here we are. James Harden is a 76er. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's amazing. It really is amazing. And... Again, like I was saying earlier, um, or did I did I say this to you before we started recording? I said it doesn't even when I'm like deep thinking about it, it doesn't seem real still. Yeah. Did I say that? that. Yeah, did I say that to you yep. before we started, or was it during recording? On here, yeah. It was on here. It's just like yeah, you really but it doesn't. Yeah. Again, you like you were saying, it really comes to the fact of like the Sixers. It's time. Like Joel Embiid yeah. is this. He's this. He's not going to yeah. fall off the face of the earth, but he certainly there's certainly no guarantee that he plays this way again. I mean, and we were saying that last season because we didn't know, and we right. don't know still. So there's no guarantee yep. he plays this way again. Like, okay, Harden's here. Um, you know, he's opting into his, his the next year of his contract, next year with the Sixers. So, okay, it's like, it's, here it is. It's time. It's, it's literally Harden or, not, or nothing. Because Beal is getting right. surgery, Dame is clearly out of the out of the picture now. <laughs> I think that's clear. I think that's very clear, <laughs> especially after this past four days of the trade deadline. So it's hard or nothing. Like there, no other, no other caliber, no other player of his caliber or even close is gonna suddenly become available in the next six months. It's just not happening. Yeah. The guys at the top are staying. Like every player. 
you know, every other player in the top 10 is either Joel Embiid or staying with their teams. So uh, it, it, it would have been foolish for Maury to not get this deal done. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well said. Do you have the outline pulled up? I do not, but I will find it. You should pull that up. And uh, while you pull that up, let's talk about... So the Sixers line up as it oh. currently sits outside of a few deals potentially in the future in the buyout market and that kind of thing. Yes. So we got, we're looking at Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Matisse Thibault, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and then a bench consisting of Shake Milton whenever he gets back hopefully soon. Danny Green, Isaiah Joe, Furkan Korkmaz, um, Niang, Paul Millsap for now, I guess. <laughs> Charles Bassey and Paul Reed, Paul Reed. in the mix there. Uh, but if you have that pulled up, yeah, why don't you go ahead read? I want to get your take on that tweet, tweet up in the top right-hand corner, Rich Hoffman. So read that and give me your take on it. So there was Rich Hoffman on Twitter. I've heard I've heard of this guy. I'm not too familiar with him. I know he's I mean, he's obviously something with the Sixers, but there was real pressure on the Sixers to get this deal done today. Harding comes with his risk, but if Simmons is on the team for the rest of the year, the Sixers' title odds were zero. Big fat zero, I agree. We can argue what type of chance they have now, but the fact of the matter is they now have one. I, I, I think that's really well said, and I think that <laughs> speaks to what I've been saying, what we've been saying on here um, on the podcast. I think, yes, I 100% agree. And literally, what I said a few minutes ago like it, it was time. I, I didn't. And I didn't even see the outline. I just. Right. I, I. I. This is the first time of me seeing Perfect. it. Like, it's time. You know. Like, there again. There's. There was gonna be no other player that was gonna suddenly become available in the next four, five, six months. It's time. You have Simmons. He needs to go. You need a guard. You need a player who can do the things that James Harden does. Yeah. Nothing well, else. That tweet kind of sums up this whole thing for me and it's just like bam Sixers without making a deal for for a caliber player like that star caliber player like James Harden they weren't going to win an NBA title no. this year no do I know they're going to win one this year no but no. like do they absolutely have a chance yes because they have James Harden and Joel Embiid wearing the same jersey in Philadelphia for your Philadelphia 76ers and that's an exciting thing and you know, again, I think, like you said, this this tweet kind of nailed it. it. It hit the you know the nail on the head. Um, James Harden is so freaking good at the game of basketball, and he's coming in. <sighs> I saw he's gonna wear number one. I think I saw yeah, you post that. I did say, that's, I, yeah. That's kind of sick. That's it, sick. It's not as sick as him wearing number twenty-five, but number one's pretty tough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I think too. I mean, we said it here. I said it. We said it last week. Um, as good as the Sixers have been, even as fun as they've watched, maybe even surprising at times that they're very much so. And if they didn't get a deal done last week, I said, "Well, I'm going to be disappointed," you know, because I knew the reality. As good as they've been, they're not going to win a title. And now I'm super excited. You know what I mean? Because they have a chance. And Shout out to Daryl Morey. I don't know what else you want to say about him, but shout out to Daryl Morey. I would love to just get a minute of Daryl Morey. Just really, just really, like, what What I'll start off by saying is to the people that that in their heart were content with 
settling for a for a trade that may or may not have gotten the job done in terms of moving the needle as we like to say for the Sixers How, what do you wh- where are you now I, I would like to meet you because <laughs> like I want to know what you're thinking you this person these people hypothetically speaking of course wanted the Sixers to take this deal okay good deal you know Malcolm Brogdon's very good looking back I can't even I can't even imagine what Daryl Morey was like like this dude is on another an on another dimension. Like he he doesn't even he doesn't even operate like we do. He he's just a, a human supercomputer. Like this dude is a mastermind. He waited seven months to trade Simmons while having the leverage all however many days that is all seven of those months without ever without ever skipping a beat. There wasn't yep. any uh, any time ever you were like, oh, maybe um, maybe more is folding here. Well, what should they do? He was in the driver's seat the entire time. Comes come th- come the twenty twenty two deadline, trades Ben Simmons, a player everyone wanted to get to the Kings, to the Pacers, to the Timberwolves, to the Ra- <coughs> to the Raptors, for James Harden, for James <laughs> Harden. So again, I say, to the people that wanted this trade, to everyone, oh, the Sixers should have accepted that deal. It was really good. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation because I would love to know what you're thinking now. Really. (laughs) Well said. Well said. Daryl Morey, (laughs) unbelievable. Unbelievable job. And to think even everything going on around Simmons – and the chirping of Simmons' stock has plummeted. Yeah. You know, the longer it gets, the less trade value Ben Simmons is going to have. You hear all of these things, and then you go get the literally the best possible player that you can get. Unreal. I mean, it, it really is because, you know, I mean, you look back at old tweets. I, I saw someone, I forget who. They were like, you know, as soon as there was rumors about James Harden Simmons swap coming out, uh, they're like, well, that's not going to happen. That's stupid. Stop being foolish. Sixers fans, you know, his trade. Sixers fans are delusional. Sixers fans suck. Every word in the book about Sixers fans. Look, look now. Like, yep. And and to I don't want to say to Ben Simmons credit, but to his credit in terms of the career that he's put together so Mm -hmm. far. It's not like a ridiculous trade. It's no. not like we Ben Simmons is a quality basketball player who's going to not I don't want to say I wish him well, but part of me I'm very conflicted here. I'm having issues. Part of me <laughs> is excited to see Ben Simmons play basketball. I don't know if I like I don't know if I should have said that. Mm-hmm. We might have to cut that out. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think we need Not to that cut I'm going to root for him, but like he's he's good and he's he's worthy of this trade. You know what I mean? Him being associated, what I'm trying to say is him being associated with some of those lesser names just to get rid of them, just to dump them, just because we're tired of it. That's below the player that Ben Simmons is. Um, and obviously we gave up a you know a okay. good bit in addition to Ben Simmons, but let's not make this sure. trade about Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. And that's no slight to them. Um, you know, there's another tr- another tweet, Tyrone Johnson. He said, people like to be right more than happy. People who are saying, you know, just stuff about this trade. And it says that 
The Sixers get a Hall of Fame player for a player who was never going to play here again. That's a good thing. So, again, the other pieces aside, and that's not a slight to them, the main components of this trade are James Harden and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons was not going to play in a Philadelphia 76ers jersey ever again. And somehow, even knowing that, we're able to get James Harden. Just think about that. Other guys aside, other pieces aside, that's pretty remarkable stuff. And, you know, I I don't usually agree with a lot of the things Tyron Johnson says, but when you really, when you put this trade in its most simple form, that tweet is it. A player who's never going to play for the Sixers again, despite everything and anything that the team, coach, GM players have tried to do. A player who's never going to play for your team again. You get a Hall of Famer, you get an MVP. You get an all-NBA, an all-NBA player for him. Yeah, I understand Seth Curry. I'm sad he's gone as well. He was a great player, really. And I'm not even being sarcastic. Drummond was fantastic. I've been singing his praises. We've been doing it on this podcast all year. But guess what? It's James Harden. Yep. Period. It's James Harden. (laughs) And it's amazing. And uh, wow, this is the James Harden episode, and I am digging every single second of this. In the context, though, of just this season, because another important thing to note, obviously, Ben Simmons hasn't played a single game this year. The Sixers are 32 Mm -hmm. and 22. So literally, the facts Mm -hmm. are the facts. When it comes to playing basketball this season, the Sixers are getting James Harden for Andre Drummond and Seth Curry. Hey, I mean, when you put it like no, that, it's the truth. You know, like obviously we're giving up Ben Simmons. Obviously, that's an wow. asset. It is. It is. Like, it, no, it the is. The truth is the yeah. truth. We're thirty-two and twenty-two, and we're getting rid of Seth and Andre Drummond. We're adding James Harden and Andre Drummond. As good as he's been this year, and amazing he, as he's been, he's still a backup center to the best center in the NBA. So it's like his his mm-hmm. moments this year were big for us, but like. Come playoff time, barring like a horrendous thing like we had against the Raptors a couple years ago, where our backup centers were literally like a a, a minus ninety and Greg a plus Monroe. minus. Amir right. Johnson, Greg Monroe, Boban right. Marjanovic, so Jonah Bolden. So let's I'm go not, there I though. Have a t-shirt on my so reading it. obviously the Sixers are. Literally, in the simplest way we can say it, they're down a backup center who was good this year, and they're down their starting shooting guard. They get James Harden, obviously, who can shoot. Little different player, of course, but they're down a shooter, and they're down a amazing rebounder. What do they do? What's the plan? And what's a what do you think is a bigger need between those two things, if you had to pick one? Well, honestly, I think I think I think that extra shooter is is bigger okay. because I I think I think guys like Millsap, guys like Bassey, Reed, I think the a com- any combination of those three can sort of make up for a little bit of what Drummond leaves behind, um, or should I say, what the Sixers will be missing with without Drummond, and I think in terms of shooting, obviously the Sixers will have Green. Still have Joe, still have Cork. Which, which, by the way, 
Danny Green is shooting almost 40% from three this year. People people are right. calling him a bad Santa shooter. I call him a bad shooter. I just don't like him. <laughs> in, in what way? I've never called him a bad shooter. Uh-huh. I know. No, no, no I, I'm not I talking about you. Him too. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like, that's fine. Um, So, like, shooting is there, you know, I, I think to agree. Oh, and, and Niang. I yeah. mean, he's, he's, a, he's a decent shooter. And Milton, yeah. when he's back, is a decent shooter. I, I really hope he comes back. That would be nice. Um, so I would say probably a backup and, you know, I, I like Charles Bassey. I think he's solid. I'm not sure how much faith Doc and Moore right. and Daryl have in him. Uh, but you know, if the, if the situation arises where they're going to need a backup center, um, without being able to get one, I think Bassey could get the job done. Again, I think Reed Millsap can, can have yeah. some of those minutes, um, even though Millsap's, I mean, he's old. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely old. I think in, in a smaller lineup, I think he could also fit very well and and be pretty good. Uh, you know, I think he's still a, a solid shooter and a defender for, you know, for what yep. he is right now, again, which is... Yep. Well, and, and the thing is, it, <laughs> but, and it all yeah, comes back to, work. again, this fact that we're not... And I'm thinking more playoffs, of course, because I mean, we're only 25, 26, whatever yeah, games course. away from that. We're in it. And we're not asking mm-hmm. whoever is going to fill in this position to play 30 minutes a game in the playoffs. So as you say, it's a combination of you know right. two or three guys. Uh, it's going to be a team effort. It might depend on literally who's on the floor for the other team at the time when we spell Joel some minutes. Um, the hope is that, again, they can get True. it done. Um, that is a little bit mm-hmm. of a worry for me, though, like – Personally, I'm, you know, if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just for the sake of it, I might say the backup center need. And again, um, just because you said the shooter need, but um, I think it's there. And I, you know, it, time will tell. Obviously, very quickly, um, if if one of these guys can or all of these guys can combine and, and get the job done on 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 that position yeah. on that end of the floor, especially on defense. Um, but I, you know, I certainly don't think the Sixers are done. I think there's going to be some potential over these next few days, you know, in the market to get a shooter and to get, you know, another big man. I don't. I've heard mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson could be bought out. Um, mm. but you know, I don't, and I don't know any other names as to who. But uh, you know, another another couple pieces would be nice. And we obvi- we obviously have an empty roster spot now. Um. So that's going to be something to keep your eye on. I, you know, I think that that it. I mean, other than that, what else do the Sixers need other than those two things? Is there anything pressing in your mind? No, I mean, no, no need for defense. Still have two all defensive yeah. level players. Um, no need for. I mean, in terms of like all around, no need for shooting. I mean, plenty of shooting. Harris, Harden, you know, on a good on most nights because. I mean, people want to talk about his percentages this year. You know, you got to use contacts. He he had a slow start to the season. He missed a few games. Um, you know, and in terms of overall well-roundedness of the team, I think one again one thing that sticks out is the backup big position. You know, whether it be center, whether it be well, Niang's power forward, so right. center in this case. So that's yeah. I mean, that's really the only right. thing. I find I, it I fascinating that people on Twitter or wherever are. Or even like mainstream media, a tad are saying that James Harden has taken a step back, and he the dude is averaging twenty three points, ten assists, and eight rebounds. If that's a step back, give me some of that. Um, 
maybe in points, like right. I said, maybe in shooting and percentages. That's because but... he's playing with Kevin Durant, you know, and and um, mm-hmm. you know he he's obviously a couple years removed from when he was averaging 34 and 36 points a game in 2017 2018 on the houston rockets but um the dude is one of the best scorers in nba history and i he's going yeah you don't just lose and and i also heard an interesting thing before the trade even broke um james hart he's 32 years old it's also very significant that he um agreed to a player option that was huge um, so he's going to be that with the Sixers massive. through next season as well. So that kind of, I mean, that certainly played a factor into all of this, and that's that's a big deal. And he's 32 years old, but I heard someone say this, and I completely mm-hmm. agree. James Harden has a game that ages well. And what they mean by that is, and what he actually said on some sort of Sixers talk show, that James Harden has never been the most athletic guy, never been the quickest guy, never been the guy that jumps out the gym. And those are the three or four things that you lose with age. And James Harden, for being a top, top what, two, three scorer in the NBA over the last mm, 10 years, literally, like that's no joke. And now we're talking about that guy is on the Sixers. Like he didn't have to be the quickest. He didn't have to be the most athletic he was he, he gets buckets in crafty mm-hmm. ways, and that doesn't you don't lose that with age. Um, I mean, look at Chris right. Paul. You know, what I mean, he's kind of a guy who I mean, he's quick, but like he hasn't always been the quickest. hasn't always been. He's certainly not athletic. I don't know if I've ever seen Chris Paul dunk, and yet he's no right. And he's, he's not leading very the athletic. Phoenix Suns to the best record in the NBA right now, and he's old. He's older than James Harden. Um, so I'm not worried about James Harden and his age. And James Harden as Amazing a score he is, he literally might be a better playmaker. The dude averages ten assists. He's so talented. Honestly, he's, he's averaged over ten assists the last four seasons and averaged eleven a career high in twenty sixteen. The dude That was yeah, his the dude is amazing, season, I believe. <sighs> Are you used to hearing it yet? I mean, if we keep saying James Harden is a sixer, we'll get used to it. I won't be. I don't think I ever will be. Um, if he, if he, like, even when he, even if he plays tomorrow, I'll still be like, oh my gosh, James Harden. I, I really don't think I'll ever. I don't know if it'll ever actually like hit me, because it's just so like, it's it's almost. What's the word I want to use? It's almost like surreal. I don't even know what the word is that I would use, but it's just surreal. Sure, yeah. Uh, okay, surreal. It's like, I. It, this is <laughs> insane. Like this is crazy, and people have, again, I'll I'll piggyback off of what you're saying. People have the nerve to, to just automatically assume because he's shooting a little worse that he's having a down season or that he's he's uh, regressing. The word that M- the NBA NBA fans love to use when half of them don't even know what it actually means. Like, you do realize you do realize that you don't just fall. You don't just fall off the face of the earth like you can have a slow start to the season and then be and then be amazing like a player like james harden his ability just doesn't go away like you said you don't just forget how to draw three guys in a triple team and and find open teammates you don't just forget how to be a master with the ball you don't just forget how you don't just forget 
your handle and your and your like you know your IQ. Right. You don't just lose those things. Looks like, like you said, perfect. It's Chris Paul, right. LeBron James. Uh, you know, obviously, LeBron's you know tip, tippy top, but you don't just right. you don't just lose. Well, these that's things. why it's so significant that you know we can sit here and say, oh my gosh. James Harden, or you know, we don't sit here and say, "Oh my gosh, James Harden isn't as quick as he used to be. He's not going to be any good." James Harden can't, you know, get to the the rim and explode up and dunk on somebody like he used to. He sucks now. Like, I'm literally not worried about that because he's so yeah. talented at what he does. And no. to speak to the shooting, you know, just so looking talented. at his numbers quickly, he's literally a career, literally. I don't know why I'm saying literally, but he's a career 36% three point shooter. He's down around 33 this year. Like, who cares? One. Um, yeah, that's that's a really common misconception. People think Harden right. has always like been a 43% like staff. He hasn't yeah. been. Yeah, he hasn't been, and he never has been. Right. He's a good three-point shooter. He's a good, you know, in terms of percentage-wise, right. he's a good shooter. But, but his overall scoring abilities, aside from jump shots... Like, that's what makes him so prolific. That's what makes him so good as a scorer. Everything else, aside from his jump shooting, is elite. Mm-hmm. Absolutely elite. And then from 2014 to, this is kind of interesting, 2014 to 2019, 2020, he was around 10, 11 free throw attempts a game this year. And again, only in a small sample size of 44 games, he's at 8. I mean... Pairing him and Joel Embiid, who get, both get to the line at an incredible rate. Now you can't double Joel Embiid. There's so many. Let's let's go here, and then maybe a couple other things, and we could go all night. But um, speak to how you think James Harden is going to help everybody else on this team. Does he? Let me ask you, and then you can say yes and say why. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes, to put it plainly. I, I don't think people understand either. When when you're okay, for, let's take Joel Embiid for example. How much attention he draws on offense, like you just said, double teams, triple teams in the post. We 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 regularly watch teams double and triple team him and force him to make a decision, which he's gotten a lot better at. Which we again we speak to on this podcast. You know, we talk about it as well. Like Joel Embiid does this. Imagine that times two, maybe even three, possibly. Because James Harden can do that too, just right. on the perimeter. So Joel Embiid does it in the paint. James Harden does it on the perimeter. So him drawing that much attention from every single team in the league because no one's leaving. No one's leaving James <laughs> Harden open. If they if they if they if they have the opportunity to, they will close out on him. They will throw whatever they can at him. Like you said, number one, it'll help Joel Embiid because teams can't double him consistently anymore. Not that they, not that, not that they necessarily could now, because but James even Harden, more so, yeah, yeah. they won't be able to, because of James Harden. Number two, I think guys like Harris, Maxi, even Thibel, in, in in some regard, are gonna have a little bit of a smoother time on offense because I think the pressure, at least for Harris, won't be on him so much because it, during nights where Maxi takes the reins as the third option third scorer Harris can be the fourth scorer he doesn't have to you know he doesn't have to put up 30 he could put up 25 22 and shoot really well and not be an idiot with the ball and you know switch it with Maxi Harris can be the third option put up 25 26 
still, you know, shoot really well, rebound really well, you know, hold his own on defense. Harding is going to make everyone better. Everyone. Just by him being on the court, he's going to make everyone better because of the defensive attention that he mm-hmm. draws. You know, I think about some of the guys that benefited from playing with Ben Simmons and the ability that he had to, to space, you know, to space yeah. and find shooters and that kind of thing. You know, a guy like Furkan Korkmaz, maybe he gets back to doing what he can do if he's on the floor of James Harden. I think about something that oh, I nice. just thought of as you were talking is Doc Rivers, and I don't know what he's going to do, you know, lineup-wise and rotation-wise and all of those fun things, but we've seen a lot, and something that's been a complaint is these Tobias Harris plus four bench player lineups. Imagine that with James Harden and four bench player lineup. Like, that does that not make you feel better like that James Harden is there instead of Tobias Harris because it can literally be a James Harden um Danny Green Furkan Korkmaz George Niang and a center lineup that like that's so much more promising and so much more of like oh my god like because as soon as we go to Tobias Harris on the bench we're like okay put the put the boys back in we're you know we're starting to get down I, I I feel more comfortable with James Harden leading an offense um and the fact that right now with the injuries with Shake Milton, we've literally, we've said it, we've literally been operating with a point guard that's learning to play the game of basketball and Tyrese Maxey, or learning to play that position, rather. And then when Tyrese is out, it's been Seth Curry or someone else kind of handling the load. And it's literally not going to be the case anymore. It's going to be either Tyrese Maxey or James Harden running the show. And that just is an encouragement to, to me. That I'm just now thinking about. So, wow, it's good stuff. Yeah, we really could talk about this all night. Genuinely, I still have so much that I have to like process. (laughs) Really, yeah. There's so much still to process through. There's so much. So, when do you think? So, obviously, Sixers' upcoming schedule. uh, They're at home three games in a row so the thunder coming to town tomorrow night friday the 11th cavaliers visit the sixers saturday night and then the celtics at sixers on tuesday so are we thinking james harden's gonna be there in one of those i think the hamstring is healed (laughs) i mean they're all home games Uh, so ideally that would be nice for when I said they're, the, all three of them are home games, so that would be nice. And I, I can't wait to play the Celtics when Hard, if Harden's there. Cannot yeah. wait to just stomp them. Right. So I assume I assume Harden will be there for that one. I'm thinking Saturday. If I had to, yeah. If I had to take a guess, no later than Boston yeah. on Tuesday. That's that gives him plenty of time yeah. Um, yeah. to heal that hamstring injury, <laughs> if that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> I saw. It's I don't real. know if you saw, but Ben Simmons is playing to join. The Nets on their road trip, they're in Miami. I don't, I don't think he's playing in Miami, but he'll join them there. And then, he is. you know, maybe I don't know. I guess they're in the middle of a road trip. He'll he'll play in. So um, yeah. that's noteworthy as well. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna end with this this tweet at the bottom that I saw. Okay. So the Sixers, <laughs> the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets are scheduled to come to town on March 10th, and this guy, someone random guy, Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. If you're a fan of the pod, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, Ben Simmons' first quote-unquote frosty freeze-out is going to be the greatest thing of all time. (laughs) I I agree. (laughs) If he he plays. 
I'm not going to be surprised one bit if he doesn't play March 10th. Yeah, I don't. But if we see them in the playoffs, guess what? He's playing. Oh my God! Is if he? he's that soft, I don't know, bro. Dude. If if Steve Nash know, can't dude. get this man to play, so yeah, so yeah, I saw that too. It'll, it'll be Kyrie he, can't play um, at home, and Ben Simmons can't play in Philly. <laughs> that sucks. Sucks to be them. Enjoy and good riddance to you, Ben. Wow, wow. Good riddance. Thankfully, finally gone. And uh, Michael, who did we get today? Who who's the newest member of the Philadelphia 76ers? James, James Harden. Harden. If you didn't know, James it was Harden. James Harden. James Harden is a 76er. And this is Planet 76, episode 39. Join us next week for episode 40. Of the podcast, we will break down James Harden's wow. earliest action in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform, wearing jersey number one, teaming up with number 21, Joel Embiid. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. We're in for a good ride, and uh, that's it for Planet 76. You just listened to an episode of the Planet 76 podcast. Hey, we appreciate you joining us for this episode. Whatever platform you're on, why don't you hit that subscribe button for us, and we'll see you next time.